Welcome everybody to the Confused Dad episode 12. And yeah, I have some interesting things to share with you. One of which is uh, last weekend, um, having taught online, uh, now that I'm teaching English to little people in China, I can say that uh, waking up pretty early um, does have its effects, but it's not that terrible. We'll see this weekend as I'm going to be on standby from about 2 a.m. till 6 a.m. on Saturday and Sunday in the wee hours of the morning um, in case any teachers can't fulfill their classes. So I'm sort of like a, a standby substitute person, but I have to be online and ready to take any class as and when it is required, which is interesting. It means you've got to be on your feet because you can get material you've never seen before and then have to teach it five minutes before you, you know, once you get it. So it could be quite interesting. We'll see my energy levels at the end of that on this, on the Sunday evening. All right, people. So what did I notice? I had a very interesting uh, encounter in on a playground at a, at a sort of restaurant. And um, let me set the scene for you. So you have a few kiddos, three of them or so. It's a sister and a, the, her little brother. Uh, the sister's about eight, um, seven and a half going on eight. And the brother's about sort of three-ish going on four-ish. And you have another little random kiddo. And then you have a little girl with very tightly curled hair, sort of like a, like, I don't know if you've ever seen something like a scrubbing, it's like a, a pot scrubber. If you've ever seen something like that, really tight little curls, cute little girl, little little fluffy jacket, little pink jacket with a sort of, um, what's it, like a fluffy trim and just, just a cute little girl. And her mom is sitting on one side of the, um, one side of the restaurant and then you have a group that, that represent the other kid's mother sitting on the other side. And you've got uh, my son and myself sitting on the far end. And I sort of watched the playing, but this little girl, this one with the little sort of little curls, she's very timid. Like as people run past her, she's she's quite afraid of being bumped, quite afraid of being sort of hurt. And as we're sitting there, sort of out of the blue, the, the, there's a bit of an exchange between the mothers, particularly the one sitting by herself with her daughter, um, as to the group of children playing together have somehow bullied or hurt her child. Now, I didn't see anything like that. But I understand that parents have, um, they, they all have various degrees of what they believe to be hurting or bullying. And I think the term bullying is really, it's really one of those terms that just get used out of the blue. And um, I don't know, bullying is a sort of systematic, systematic breaking down or through using verbal attacks or physical attacks. I don't know. It's just very strategic for me. Um, bullying is not something that is a once off, my child bumped into your child. You know, that's not what it was. But anyway, the little girl's probably about four, maybe five-ish, going on five. And the mom exchanges words with the other mom and there's sort of tension. And she, she, she calls her little girl over and says, if any of those children hurt you or touch you or hit you, you need to hit them back. And she says this loud enough for everyone to hear, sort of making a point. And I sort of see, I sort of felt very odd about this. The little girl seemed, she seemed to sort of feel that this was normal, yes, but but also, she also, I don't know, there was something about her that said, well, is this okay? Is this right? I don't know if this is right or not. Um, but anyway, so it carries on and 
the little girl keeps saying to her mom loudly, she keeps saying, if anyone hurts me, I'll hurt them back. I'm going to hit them. And she sort of motions a slapping action on the table to show her mother how she was going to hit them. And her mother says, no, 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 no. You, you mustn't hit them with your hand open. You must punch them in the face, hit them in the jaw. And she, she sort of calls this little girl over again and shows her how to sort of execute the best possible punch into someone's face. And obviously, I was kind of shocked at this, but not really because I've seen a myriad of various sort of parents and strategies and children. And what I started thinking about was I started digging a little deeper in my own perspective or my my immediate nauseated feeling like, right, so what we're going to do here is teach your child how to physically be violent as a means to engage with in the world. And when I looked at the little girl, I kind of saw that she was trying to play with everyone, but she had absolutely no clue how to do it. She had no tool set. She was either following everyone around in complete silence, which irritated them, or she kind of just kept walking up to people, staring at them, and then telling her mom that she would hit them if they hit her, like completely, completely misaligned, no tool set, no capacity for her to engage. And the mom sort of, the only thing the mom is doing is saying, well, if anyone hits you, you hit them. And before we jump to conclusions, everybody's got a story. And I realized to myself, I wondered what happened to this mom? What happened to her in her life that she decided at some point and said, no one will ever take advantage or hurt my daughter. Usually the way, you know, I thought to myself, yeah, this, this, this mom has obviously been hurt. Obviously. Um, so the only strategy she has is to teach her child how to physically stand up for themselves. And although that's uh, noble in some or another removed way, I mean, you know, sign your child up to martial arts, some sort of martial arts classes and let them actually learn the respect and control you require to defend yourself, not to not to offend someone. And that's, I mean, that's the creed of, that's sort of the creed and, and moral lesson of almost every single martial art is you don't use this stuff to cause pain and harm. You protect yourself or your family. That's what you do or other people but no more beyond what's necessary. Um, so I kind of just wondered what happened to this mom? What happened to her? Hmm. It was, it was sad. And, and also there was something in the, there was something in the contrast, the juxtaposition of this little pink curly haired little, I don't know, any like character and the sweetness with her mom demonstrating where to hit a child in the jaw to inflict the most amount of pain. It's like, mm, I don't know about that. And it's always, it's, it's such confrontational energy. And then she still had to, the, the mother felt the need to say things like, oh, you're so cute, you're so wonderful, you're so smart. And she would say it out loud insofar as, um, it's so strange, she, she had to say it because she wanted us to know she thought her child was smart or she needed to tell the world that she she's a good mom and that's noble and that's great but it felt so there was a level of cringe and a level of sadness that was deeper and that hurt yeah that was weird but what came out of that was pretty cool because i had joined a few um homeschool uh, chat groups on my on my phone via WhatsApp. And um, what I noticed was I was talking to to people, trying to figure out who is in my area so that, you know, my son and I could try and, well, me myself anyway, I have to challenge myself to engage with people and 
and and get out of the house and and find out you know who's around and who's doing this homeschooling thing who's sticking around uh, the house with their kids and looking for a bit of socialization and as i was messaging this one mother it turns out that the picture in her profile looked a lot like the mother sitting at the uh, one of the mothers sitting at the the larger table of 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 um, parents and so I thought I'd take a chance and say, well, are you sitting at this restaurant right now? And she laughed and um, yeah, we connected. It was really cool because the the girl, the little girl, the sort of seven and a half year old um, clicked very well with my son and they really enjoy playing and they've seen each other there before, but it was just really great to have, to just go, oh, so you're a real person and you're here right now, right here, right now. And it was just so cool to be able to connect. So it was very, it was very lucky, a very fortuitous exchange. And she was just as taken aback by the exchange that that had occurred. She was quite, um, she was quite, um, I suppose, traumatized by that, because here she has a daughter and a son, and she's not, you know, there's definitely no. I'm sure that, that there are parents who would say, yeah, okay, if they punch you on the jaw like this, then what you need to do is go pick up a, you know, a pipe, a lead pipe, and go bash their heads in, or whatever. I, I suppose there would be people like that. But I suppose if you're not damaged in that way, you don't feel the need to stand up for yourself like that. If you've never had to grow up in an environment where you've had to physically defend yourself from a local group of hoodlums or or just there was just a general sense of violence in the air, my country's kind of like that where everybody's kind of, I don't want to say ready. They're not ready. They're not prepared for something. They're, they're just more ready that anything could happen like that. It's not like the majority of people in South Africa are ready to attack. That's not the case at all. In fact, they kind of live, sometimes they live in a complete, absolve themselves of the reality. I think sometimes you have to disconnect when you have a violent, you live in quite a violent society. You have to go, well, I can't actually think about it all the time because this is, it's so damaging to my mind. So I just thought to myself, how does that pan out for that little girl? What is she like at 25? Does it take one of two sort of extreme routes? One, she she does actually always enact that strategy and she lashes out and she's the uh, aggressor in all relationships and she breaks it up. She she attacks, she goes after it. And that may have some some benefits for her in life if she has that kind of quality when it comes to her work or trying to get something done and she attacks it with all her, her energy. But in terms of softer personal relationships, I think she might struggle if that's the case. Although the other route is that she she completely isn't that way inclined and she always feels like a failure that she could never live up to her mother's desire for her to stand up for herself. And that's always going to be a battle, like stand up for what's right, stand up for yourself, don't be taken advantage of. And that she actually does get taken advantage of because she's not capable of using that specific tool set um, to engage with when it comes to defending herself. That she's not she's not the physical punch you in the face kind of person. She's the kind of person who goes, you're disrespecting me and I'm out of this relationship. So I sort of hope that that pans out for her, but it did leave me very unnerved. And I kind of wonder if any of you have ever encountered that where you witness uh, levels of sort of violence or it doesn't have to be, because you see, she never, she never hit anyone with that. She was just, she was just sort of priming her what to do. And I could see, gosh, how, how easy it is for children to be taken into the military or taken, you know, into some camp somewhere. And they could come out absolutely, absolutely different human beings trained to do whatever it is you made them do. It's very simple to override a natural instinct, which is not to necessarily hurt anyone. And I'm not saying there's no genetic predispositions to that where you have people who are just 
they do just hurt animals. They do just hurt people. They want to see how to make a baby cry. And, you know, they are really, there are elements like that in our psychology, but as a, as an active strategy to be taught that when you're not like that, gosh, it's like, what the heck is going to happen? You know, I suppose because she was a little girl, it seemed, it seemed more contrasty. It seemed more, it was more intense for me to witness. But nonetheless, if it had been, if I had said that to my son, and there've been times where I've thought that, I thought like, yeah, it's fair enough. Like if you get pushed to the point of no return, it's totally different. Um, if you lash out because somebody's, you know, stepping on your toes constantly, purposefully, physically, like I felt in my life that there were opportunities where I really should have hit someone in the face really, really hard. And I didn't. And I didn't, but I should have. <laughs> or yeah, I should have entertained the thought more and I just never did. And I think I should definitely have done it. There were some experiences that, uh, yeah, I really shouldn't have allowed um, with regards to people uh, taking advantage of me. And and I, it would have been good to say, you know, when you get to that point, just smack him in the face. Just just whack him in the jaw and just say, look, there, there it is. Now stand up and let's dust ourselves off, shake hands, and let's move on. And sometimes that does that does have the the desired effect, you know. Built, you set up the boxing ring, let's whack it out here. But we're not living in some, well, at least I'm not living in some crazy sort of desperate war zone. And to see a perfectly a perfectly capable middle class mother um, have to choose that tells me something has gone wrong for her. And often that's the big that's the big takeaway for me. Uh, so often, and having dealt with so many parents, is that it often becomes about the child and whatever behavior they're exhibiting. But turning the lens on self, you have to question yourself as the parent and say, what is it in the environment or myself that has enabled this to occur? Um, yes, obviously your child is their own person. You you cannot think that one hundred percent of your input becomes one hundred percent of their output. That's ridiculous. Then you have a situation where a child can never live up to your your expectations because they're not you, or whatever you value, they're not going to because they're not exactly a carbon copy of you, which is great. But for me, there's something about looking at yourself and saying, what have I done to encourage or to make this okay or to or to um, squash this desire, for example. Um, I had, I, th I think um, I mentioned it before, where uh, of, uh, healthy risk-taking for a young child, climbing up things, um, jumping down, running fast, all these things are, are very natural and part of life. But in my growing up, I got a real uh, feeling that these things were very dangerous. So I never climbed jungle gyms. I never climbed um, climbing frames. I think that's what you call them in the States. Uh, I just never did because I was afraid I was going to fall and die because I saw it through the lens of, of my parents. And it left a lasting risk aversion uh, sort of internalized in, in me, which, which didn't bode well for other areas in my life. Taking a bit of risk is, is quite, quite a natural part of being a human being. I mean, we got, we got to space, if you believe we did. <laughs> and um, we, we explored and we did things that were damn difficult and, and could have uh, landed any one of those explorers or people up in, in, in a very horrible situations. But we have this innate ability to sort of strive for that and to push. And I think it's quite natural. Only when the risk is punch someone in the face, uh, I don't know about that. So yeah, that was an interesting observation, which was made this, um, this week. And I would love to hear from any of you if you've ever seen something transferred to a child that really just freaked you out 
or that sat with you in such a way that it was like, whoa, whoa. And may I also say that the people who found the, it the most abhor- abhorrent were, were the homeschooling people. They weren't, you know, there's also that whole, I'm also slowly learning and engaging. I knew this for some time, but um, people that choose alternative ways for, the, for their children to grow up and to learn are not, um, they're not uh, dancers, retards, and walk around drooling on themselves, uh, confused. They're making active choices. And um, there's also something to be said for being able to see other people's reactions in a really difficult situation and see what they are all about and what they're made up of. It was nice to just see that I wasn't alone in my complete, like, is this is this the new generation? Should we be toughening up our girls by teaching them how to punch people in the face? Well, the majority of people there did not agree with that. So that's also nice to know that just there's just also a general reality to what we live in. It's It, it doesn't become completely you know, blurred in, in a sort of modern world where everything is everything and everything can be anything else, um, where there's so much fluidity to our lives and our work and, and, and just what we do and how we do it, that there are still some basics. One of which is teaching someone how to hurt someone actively for no apparent reason is not a great thing to do. <laughs>